You're going to want to put on your tinfoil hat for this one. It's Mikey J on KGUP Presents. Mothers, lock up your daughters. It's time to see Mikey J. Mikey J. Are you fucking with me? We're dealing with one sick son of a bitch. Five, four, three, two, one. How you doing? I'm Mikey Jane. You're tuned into another edition of KGP Presents. This is episode 59. So today I'm taking off the gloves, so to speak. I've come to some revelations that I just want to explore, and I need to explore these topics. And after digging into Tartaria, I have more questions than I have answers. But there is a part of me that kind of understands, you know, the, the answers within me, but uh, for me, it, it's really difficult to put these things into words because there is just literally so much information out there that I just can't grasp all the knowledge at once and be able to convey those into words, And which is why I need the, these guests on my show, because uh, I can't even begin to sort out what I think and what I feel about all of it. And, and Tartaria, to me, it isn't just a landmass or a country that's, that has existed for many years. Or, or many years ago, th this was really a war between good and evil. Uh, it, it represented a time period where paradise existed here on Earth. Maybe. We, we really don't know. The crazy thing is, it, it's in the past tense. We are here at the tail end of this journey, whatever this life is. Now, you know, if you're watching me for the first time, you might be thinking this guy is just out of his mind. But I've been around here on this earth long enough to know that we've been lied about nearly everything. And, you know, we've, I've learned so much about the media manipulation, government control, the, the corporations just taking over everything. And, and what it really boils down is this, the controllers want to hide the existence of God from us. 
They want us only to be knowing of the flesh and then the things that tantalize us and distract us from our Creator. They don't want us knowing what is written in the gospel, not at all. So I hope you could bear with me while I take you on this mindfuck. You know, if I can just boldly state that right here, <laughs> because what I'm about to share with you will blow your mind because it's blown my mind more in more ways that I can, I can possibly say. There, there are a few people that I've been reaching out to, and I've, I've been very fortunate to speak with, with a few people that have an understanding and, and have the same thought process, process that I have and have written books and, and dug really deep into this topic, and they can explain it better than I can. And you know, some of these individuals are very controversial. And you know they've been ridiculed and you know talk talked down to and just basically destroyed by mainstream because they're 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 talking about things that are that go against the narrative and even people in in the truth community don't agree with some of these what some of these individuals have to say what but I I have a very open mind I like to look at things from a from their perspective and I listen to what other people say. And, and oftentimes, you know, some individuals do understand and have a lot more knowledge than than we give them credit for. So, you know, with with our next guest, I just want you to have an open mind and, you know, not be so critical just because you hear someone's name and you just automatically assume, oh, he's a shill. He, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So uh, with that said, um, you know, because I'm not, I'm not here to to get fame. I could care less about how many viewers or listeners I have. And if I ever get any new subscribers, what I care about is, uh, you know, finding the answers and finding truth and exploring ideas. And uh, because this world is really is full of lies. And we, we constantly are uncovering the deceptions, the, the propaganda. And um, I mean, every day I'm learning something new. And so I, I, I don't want to claim that I know anything. I don't. I just want to explore and and look at things from from a different perspective. And and uh, you know, enough with enough with that. The intro. With I want to introduce our guest. And without further ado, let let's bring him on. He's an author, historian. He's written several books, including the title "Flat Earth," and a book that I recently read called "One World Tartarian: The One, The Only, The Controversial." James W. Lee. What is going on, my guy? Well, thank you for having me, first of all, and thank you for putting yourself out there to present, you know, this great time of, of awakening. And we can tie it back to the Mayan calendar or Mayan rock that was a 5,163-year rock that said on December 12th, 2012. Remember that? Maybe you're too young yeah. to remember that, but that's when the world was going to end. Remember that was what we know. That's I remember I remember the craziness around 2012 and <laughs> right remember the doomsday stuff the clock and everything else like that it was set for that time well what that was really is Maya means illusion and what Maya means is they were predicting in the age leaving learn, heading into Aquarian of the mind hard lessons learned is that the truth will be revealed hmm. and this also segues with the as above so below and up in the celestial heavens the transiting from the left side of the brain, the male, I mean, the right side, the male brain of warring 6,000 years of 
uh, uh, male dominance. You know, you're talking about the gospel, but it's all it's all male dominated. This is the era of the feminine divine now, nurture nature, because nature's going to matter, and also the age of Araman, which is the liar. And so the Mayans called this on a 5,163 rock because they knew the transition age of this period of time of this great change. And think about the rock we just lifted, all of us that are finding truth since 2012. And we know there's a much, much, much bigger picture than what we've been sold by the his, his historians, not her historians. Once we got off the moon calendar, watched the Gregorians, the Roman Catholic Church, switched it over to 28 days and 31 days and leap year and a quarter day, and you know, because it, it's science, you know, <laughs> doesn't yeah. make any sense at all. And the hard part, I see, you know, you're, I'm a flat earther. I got the number one flat earth website, a plain truth, P-L-A-N-E dot info, and also the number one website. And I was there when it all began. And I went, what the heck? I had never heard in my, I started truthing in 2005 um, with Press for Truth, the, the video about 9-11, that started me. And I was, my background as a Wall Street analyst, I was 22 years as an investment banker and Wall Street analyst. So I know how to dig. And I also can get inside places that people can't because I know what to look for from a business side. You can find out business information about things that are happening in the world. And the thing just quickly on Flat Earth, which blew my mind, which convinced me, was all the ancient mythology was on my side. All the ancients were, were geocentrics. They're the as above, so below. The heavens were revolving around us for man's creation and women's creation. Mm -hmm. It's all around to help us develop our higher consciousness. And look what we're all in this together in right now, a mass awakening at the same time a mass fear is happening. And this is at the end of darkness, at the beginning of dawn. You see the light, you don't feel the warmth, the fruit's not growing on and out of the seed, but you get to see the darkness. And now when you shine your light into the darkness, it's your freaking shadow. It's not darkness anymore. So that's why I honor you, Mikey, and everybody else listening that's speaking truth, getting lonely, um, having to feel the difference of, of completely different, having the carpet pulled out from under you. And Flat Earth is a great place to start. All right. I got a question yeah. for you. I got sure. a question just to keep their minds open. This is a great bar to make money at. So what is it that I can show you that is you've never seen before? You're only going to see for a very short period of time, and you're never going to see it again. Never going to see it again? Yep. You, you can show me for a brief moment. You've never seen it before. I'll show you for a brief moment, and you'll never see it again. Tell me what it is. This is a great uh, bar trick. You can bet money on this. My lifespan. <laughs> I, don't, no, I don't know. No, this is how our minds are so closed about what the perceptions are. And I kind of, show, I kind of gave it away to start. So can you see that at all? Oh, peanut. Oh, yeah. See it? Never seen it before, have you? Bye. <laughs> okay. That's my, <laughs> my late friend Bruce brought this up, and it's uh, the simplest answer. It's, it's Oscom's razor. The simplest answer is probably the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. We, we tend to overthink things, for sure. Well, things are built in simplicity, elegance, and, and gematria, and if we look in those things, it all makes sense. But if we look in the abstract and try and put the parts together, the male principle, we have problems. But if we put it together in the female principle, big picture emotions, we get a sense of a much bigger story of us. So the flatter told us, well, they were lying about the shapes and everything. What else are they lying about, including running NASA and putting on a fake TV show and they're fooling everybody in the 60s? What do you think they're doing to us now, folks, with their programming? What do you think the technology is doing now? I remember growing up 
we had four channels and at night it went off at, at TV went off at midnight Then they played God bless America. And now we see in the truther movement, they had subliminal messaging, just like the movie they live. If you haven't seen, they live. That's another thing of complete control to mind masks. Yeah. So in the truther movement, I got started on Tartaria. When I started looking, um, people kept bringing up the buildings all looking the same. And I started looking at the Capitol buildings and, and started looking into the evidence. And then all these exhibitions that I cover in my book, over 180 exhibitions in the 50s, uh, 1850s, 1870s to 1930s, these massive fairs and exhibitions, and these people all elegantly dressed with these incredible fairs I can show you some pictures of. And then it just started just like flat earth. You try and debunk it. And you keep trying to say, no, that's not true. And then you find the truth down in Argentina. You find the truth you know, everywhere that these horse and buggies built these incredible buildings. Then you start to question the Palace of Notre Dame and Chartres Cathedral and their elegance, beauty and masterpieces, horse and buggy, horse and buggy. Then you get into the mud floods of all the floods and you start looking around your neighborhoods and your cities and you see lower floors everywhere you look. Then I chronicle the events and the event horizon of what happened between the 1810s and 1850s, 1820s. And this dovetails with uh, the book by that got me really convinced uh, scholar, Russian scholars from Menko, and I forget the other gentleman's name, and they they wrote uh, history, science, or fiction, and it's a, a seven, eight volume series, scholarly done about the history, and shows the whole written history only started at twelve hundred, mm-hmm. and that's when the Council of Nicaea started. They got rid of twenty apocryphal Bibles, and they only took these twenty, and they edited it down to the Roman Catholic version, and the Latin version, and not one person can tell you what the word Latin means. This is how dumbed down we are. Not one person could tell you what date Washington, D.C. was founded and made a corporation. I'll give you a hundred bucks right now, Mikey. Tell me. Uh, actually, I don't know. I'm, I'm, my guess is 1778. No, oh, you know, corporation, Washington, D.C., separate entities, corporate papers in Puerto Rico. The, the, the corporate owners that represent shareholder value only are the Bank of London. They own all the corporate papers, just like the Federal Reserve prints money at interest to make our money on our debt. So the yeah. more debt we run up, the private corporation that's on our our notes, because we're out to sea, we're on our citizenship, and that's a whole another conversation in itself that they've been playing for a long time. But the Tartarians by Fomenko wrote this scholarly study showing the history only started at 1200 when the Roman Catholics started and created the Gutenberg Bible, financed all the information. Then they gave the Courthof Judens, the Rockefellers, all the money because they could get usury. And that's when the Jews started the banking system because the Vatican wanted power. They wanted information. They wanted knowledge. They changed the story of us. And Copernicus, who did he dedicate the book to? Book to? Pope Paul John II. <laughs> How about uh, the three-volume three series, Mathematica and Gravity? Gravis means weight. Newton didn't mention it once in his books. All right. Then you got the book, uh, three books on gravity. And who's it finally edited by? The Jesuits. Yeah. And then who claims the Big Bang Theory? Father Jorge Lamatre, the Jesuits. <laughs> and who started the first and has the most uh, satellites and, and, and um, observatories in the world looking at the skies? The Vatican! One's called Lucifer down in Arizona, New Mexico. <laughs> Do you know down in New Mexico, there's Egyptian caves, Egyptian statues, 30 feet tall. It's off limits. You Grand Canyon, you can't go there. I've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, the whole, this is my next book coming out. I was talking to you earlier about, but back to the Tartarians. So I started seeing these world events, all similar, similar buildings, similar stories, all between the 1850s to the to the 1880s, 1890s. Now, let's go biblical. When did the fallen angels and the war in heaven happen? When did the souls incarnate down? 
into the blue bloods we call blue bloods. The reason we call them blue bloods because they have more copper in their skin and there are negative bloodlines. That's why every president has negative bloodlines. They're all connected. Brad Pitt. They're all can be genealogy replaced and 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 um, uh, kept in the same genealogy. Once you put a positive in, you eliminate it. Mm-hmm. So that's why the bloodlines are critical to these these races called the copper skins. So they incarnated down in 1847 to 1875. And that's when we see the Big Bang Theory come up. That's when we see, you know, the, the whole um, war on Islam. That's when we see the the, the stu- uh, student education, the public education system, the rise of the Rothschilds. You know, all these things in the 1850s, 1880s is when he's, it's setting up our financial system, our government system, our legal system. That was all set up in that time period is when the higher conscious spirits devil, Satan, whatever you want to call them, came down and have been activating this. We're just one of this spinning ball and going at 186,000 miles, expanding in the universe, traveling at a thousand miles an hour. The earth is spinning and it's going a thousand miles a second around the sun or 93 million miles to come back to my birthday. And it runs on the elliptical. What actually means Antarctica is closer to the sun half the year. So that means Antarctica has the most snow of anybody with 12,000 feet of frozen ice and right next to it is South America and New Zealand and South America and South, uh, and, and South Africa, the warmest places on earth, right next to the coldest places on earth on a round ball spinning. Oh wait, we're going 680,000 miles away around the Milky Way yet the stars never turn in the center called the North Pole and the Big Dipper calls are called fixed stars. Okay, let's get into the moon. You know, all this just got into me about the flat earth. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, if the earth is four right. times bigger and it's blue, and it, why doesn't it reflect on the moon? Mm-hmm. Right? right? All these things just didn't make any sense. So the Tartarians were back, but they were all about the feminine divine. They had nurture nature. They had these things called star force. They had these things. Let me bring up my book and I'll show you some of these. But what what are what are some of your questions? I've been yakking here. Just what are some of your questions you might have? Um you know how how the tartarians even like got into north america and i mean there's there's the the official narrative of how everyone came from like this little cave and you know this little region in africa where ethiopia currently is and went through the you know europe and then and then went through russia and and went through you know all um, Alaska and down through Canada and into, uh, you know, America and then South America. I mean, that's how the world was populated. I mean, it makes more sense how it was more organized and how all these cities were were connected. But I mean, how how did these these Tartarians or what do you want to call them, if they encompass the entire world, how did they build these structures? I mean, I've heard. Other truthers say, oh, well, well they, they use rivers and man-made rivers and, and the, you know, they would pull all this, all these materials to these locations of where these, you know, the, these uh, capital buildings are. Yeah, how did uh, it all come together and how, let's, let's go through my book a little bit so you know. Sure. And I've sold, I think, around uh, 1,200 copies of this in like two years. And it's titled... Um, uh, the one world Tartarian is the greatest civilization ever to be erased from history. It's kind of a big title, you know? And so these are my other books, Paradise Lost. I cover the fires, the four year anniversary, Flat Earth, Geoengineering. And I've got a bunch of other books. So these are Fomenko and, and Nozovsky. 
who were the two that wrote this history, science, eviction, scholarly. So that gave me a backbone and a spine to put my nuts on the line and call out that there was a civilization that existed worldwide that nobody knows nothing about that was erased from history 150 years ago. And how come you don't know about it? Just like flat earth. We're not taught anything about flat earth. What they don't teach you, what they don't know. Give you $100 if you can tell me another district besides the District of Columbia. What we don't know, White House is named after Andrew White, the first Jesuit, the first uh, uh, Roman Catholic Archbishop that landed on the boat called the Freemason in Jamestown. You know, all these stories. Yeah. So I go through the mud floods, liquefaction, Tartarian culture, and I just try to put kind of a... Um, um, kind of a people's magazine version with all the different narratives we're having. Um, and I just want to show you some of these. You can see my screen. Okay. Yeah. I can see it perfectly. You can see the state buildings, all the Capitol buildings, all same. How come they're all same around the world was my question. And my next question, my next book is what was one America before it was central South and North America. So um, let me get into this a little bit. So again, the Romans, wrote the story, they wrote the history, they're those who control the history, and they got the obelisks, they got their symbols everywhere. And so they got these things called fasces, which are right inside the president's stand. And these what they used when he didn't like the laws the Romans were making. These were caning rods, and that was a henchman's axe. If they really didn't like it, they cut off your head. And this is this is the Illuminati that runs the world. These are the 13 satanic bloodline families. Um, so how did, I guess, you, how did you find and discover how all these... Uh, or get the information about the 13 families. I was, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine. He's, he's a history teacher as well. And uh, we were trying to figure out how you were able to obtain that information about the 13 families. I don't know if I have it on this book or not, but in my appendix, um, just going through this appendix here, I'll ask that question. Uh, no, I don't have it in there. I have um, the 30, 30 or so secret societies you've never heard of before. The Knights of Malta, Committee of 300, Trilateral Commission, are at the lowest of the lowest levels. The Freemasons are at the lowest of the lowest levels. The 13 satanic bloodlines are at the Pope, the uh, Black Pope, who's six levels above the White Pope. Then you got the Knights of Templar. Then you got, the, they got, you know, the, like the Pilgrim Society, who wrote all the Beatles songs, the Tavistock Institute. Mm -hmm. And, and all this stuff. So it's just, again, you're uncovering, you know, you open one door of truth and there's 40 doors behind it. You know what I mean? Right. And the other thing to understand is these these players that incarnated, the, the dark side that incarnated that's playing their hand now, 2020, perfect vision. And the reason why you have one eyes in the cards and you see all the celebrities doing one eye is because what, what their line is in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And that's your objective eye, looking at things objectively, not subjectively as we sold you, but objectively how it is. Now it's vision 2020. There's no more darkness for them. They're the light. And that's their, they're bringing darkness down upon us. And we're the new light. We're the new light bearers. So just on this appendix here, I cover the Tartarian exhibitions and world fairs um, and the giants. That's another whole huge subject. The giants were among us. So mm -hmm. let me let me see if I can split this up here. Yeah, not too far from where I live. I mean, they, they found the bones of a giant in the late 1800s. And, of course, the Smith, I mean, um, the guy who dug that dug it out invited all these universities to come out there. The, Smith, the Smithsonian came out there, took the bones, and it's never been seen since. Actually, one of the universities took it, and I, I think the, uh, the Smithsonian took possession of it. 
And, okay. Uh, so, yeah. So the Smithsonian's their 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 quality control thing. You know, dinosaur lizard. 1847, the word came out. 1852, they find dinosaurs, you know, and it was from a tooth, and they said it's a dinosaur. You know, it's all lies. That's mm -hmm. my, my last book is titled uh, 21 Critical Subjects for the Awakening Truth, the Bible for Awakening Truthers, because it's listing all this stuff we're talking about, including Tartarians, including Flat Earth, including geoengineering, including they're trying to kill us with vaccines. You know, all of these things we're, we're, we're coming together on, and the government is not here to help us in any way. But look at all the names of Tartaria, Petit Tartaria, Eastern Tartaria, Chinese Tartaria, Mongol Tartaria. Um, 3.53 million square miles, biggest country in the world. I mean, this is this is not just fiction. These are facts. Mm -hmm. And we're not just taught this stuff, right? So that's the beginning of his story. And then look at how many cities are named after Moscow. And this gets into my whole uh, Pangea that the knowledge came from the west to the east, not the east to the west which I'm getting into in my new book. So just going through Tartaria's names, its origin, and this is really key here. I don't know if you saw this, Mikey, in any of your research, but this is from the CIA, uh, 1998, created in 1957. Um, for example, August 9th, Central Committee, Communist Party, Moscow, issued a directive ordering the party's Tartar Provincial Committee, quote, to proceed to a scientific revision of the history of Tartaria to liquidate serious shortcomings and mistakes of nationalistic, nationalistic character committed by individual writers and historians in dealing with Tartar history. So here's right there, the evidence released. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then all the symbolism that we see that's been, you know, now we got Tartar sauce and we got Scottish Tartar clothes, you know. And, and so they paper over everything and they cover over all these incredible healing cathedrals that are now called Notre Dame and Chart and everything. Those were healing centers of geometric design, I'll show you here in a minute. But we go back to the Chinese and what was the Great Wall all about? And then they're saying, oh, the Jesuits in 1767 built these aqueducts. It was incredible architecture back in the 1500s, 1600s, 1700s. Mm -hmm. That's because they were able to use their minds, they were higher consciousness and they could create things with their minds. So they sung into existence these cathedrals, they sung into existence these star forts, because they understood the quality of nature's rhythm, uh, timber, and, and and rhythm. And they could literally sing things into creation because they were advanced people. And then Rome took over, da-da-da-da. So this gets into um, um, the, uh, the Russian uh, documents here, a copy. They, were, they explain the rewriting of American history. Um, so it goes with a narrative. And then just, just a mind game here with you. Where, where do you live now, around? Dallas, Texas. Okay, so um, the whole story about Texas, right, we're independent was because they were independent there for a while. And then in 1946, 1948, 1846, 1848 was the Mexican-American War, right? Yeah. All right. 1849 was what? California gold rush, right? Mm -hmm. All right. 1850, what was that? California statehood. Well, first they had to get rid of all these people here. <laughs> yeah. Because this was what existed was the Brownskins, the natives, the Tartarians, the Moors. This is who was here already until the white guy came and expunged them. And all these names, the new kingdom of Leon, the new, you know. So I get into these, what who was there before. And look at these Moroccan designs, folks. I can't, you can't begin to understand that this is Islamic design. What is Moroccan design doing? And what are the church and the keys on the Vatican doing with the gold and the silver? It's all symbology. These are the three levels of law. That are the three levels that were enacted in the 16th century, the Seskiv Trust that rule us today still. And this yeah. was for Fort Ross where the Russians came in 
and they were showing the Russians were with the United States. They had a contract. They had a corporation. The Russians did with the 1906. In 1806, the Russian-American uh, corporation existed. In 1806, Russia and the United States were communicating with each other, and they had a corporation. How? There was no telegraph. There was no telephone. There was no TV, you know, picking up the phone and calling the moon and saying, hey, you know, we can't go back to the technology because we lost all the tapes. Hey, that's another subject. <laughs> <laughs> we lost 11,000 tapes on the moon because somebody put a magnetic tape next to it. And that's the official story. All right. So look at all the look at all the Russian Orthodox structures. Right. And then these are all the Russian Orthodox churches coming down here from Russia, all built 1890s, 1900s, all at the same time. Elegant design, cymatic design, sacred geometry. And then the maps and the flags of Grand Tartaria, starting with Mount Meru at the center. And then the expansion with California being an island up until 1820. There's 600 maps, 700 maps in the Stanford Research Library showing California being an island up until 1820s. Anybody want to talk about that? Queen Califia. Okay, look at Washington yeah. State, 1891. Look at the population of Washington State. Again, they were already here. The Tartarians were already here. They were in these areas, and they had the names Tartaria everywhere, even in the West. So that means we were all connected at some point. And they had these flags. They all had the similar designs, the double heads, the Russians. We think it's Russian. Well, there's France colors. There's United States. See the red, white, and blue? Mm -hmm. Red, white, and blue is in all the flags we have, France and all these flags. And Tartarian symbolism this is going to trip you out if you haven't gotten here yet. Have you gotten into Queen Califia and the Griffins? Not, not the two put together. No. Okay. So Queen Califia is the name California is named after, and it was a Jesuit uh, Kino who told a, a Spanish uh, 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 Pope that um, it was California is not an island. Pope says not an island. That was it. But before that, it was an island ruled by Queen Califia, an eight-foot Amazon that Christopher Columbus acknowledged, and she had her griffins, which she fed white male flesh to keep the white invaders from taking over California because it was still an island. So she had these griffins here, right? So this is the heritage, and this is the lion, the bull, the eagle, and the man. It's the sphinx. It's all one. It's all the same creatures. And so she was Queen Califia created the ruled the island of California for thousands of years. So what was the name in the Wizard of Oz? Have you picked apart the Wizard of Oz that has the Tin Man for tax identification number and the Straw Man for your Straw Man identity and the Lion without a heart? Well, Queen Calipia was the Wicked Witch of the West, and the Flying Monkeys were her Griffins because they eliminated mm -hmm. her back in the 1820s, and they were celebrating it in the Wizard of Oz. Bet you didn't know that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's all interesting. It's all symbology, and they lay these. So here's all the queen griffins that have existed, you know, feminine divine, the feminine divine, feminine divine, and we totally buried the feminine divine. Every way to talk about a lady or a girl has a male connotation, right? She has he, person, female, woe man, menstrual. Where's the feminine divine in any of our language? Parent. Right. Uh, you're not allowed in church to have a, a female priest. I mean, all these things are to get rid of the, the, the turn to artificial intelligence. That's how long they've been planning this. And they had these advanced technology back then. That's what I came to realization with this too, Mikey, is that the Tartarians with all the red brick and the energy and the bricks and stuff, and we're learning how these copper domes generated energy and they, all these had Wi-Fi in them because they were connected to source and they could travel on water because they had Earth's energy. And you see underneath the Sphinx here, the same thing, the lion, the bull, the eagle, the man, the same thing as the feminine divine honoring the feminine divine. 
And then here's the excavations on the mud floods throughout the world. You know, and I'm sure you've walked around Texas, you're going to see the same thing. Oh, yeah, it's everywhere here. Yeah. And look at how far they were. Look at how much mud had to come in. And that's just still being, you know, uh, vetted today. So there's some events that had to occur millions of years ago. Well, how did the structures get there? Well, well horse and buggy. But then the event came and then it then you built the floors over it because you already had the buildings there, right? Yeah. So when was this mud flood event? When did this have to occur? And my preposition is mud flood occurred, occurred as early as the early 1800s. Mm -hmm. All right, look at all the half floors. And again, you probably all nod your head listening here. So there are also these civilizations underneath the water showing the great floods. So here's pyramids and civilizations under the water. So there has to be a great event, right? Yeah. Or several great events that have happened here in our history that still has the remnants of pyramids around the world, all similar in design, different creations, but very similar with their gematries on the ley lines. And this is what I get into the Great Reset. So here we have the Great Reset of 1811. You ever heard of it? Did you hear about the earthquake? There was 2,000 earthquakes in the central Midwest between six to 10,000 that went on for two years that were so loud they shake the bells in Philadelphia and Washington and the Mississippi River flowed the other way. Well, you didn't hear about that. That, that could have started the whole liquefaction. Well, remember the Continental Divide? They couldn't get across the Continental Divide? We'll get yeah. to that. Then we had the Comet, 1811. It's called Napoleon's Comet. There you go. And then mm -hmm. the island of California, 1810. They talk about the Great Floods. California, Sacramento was under 10 feet of water in 1862. Uh, Governor Leland Stanford couldn't govern because there's 10 feet of water. Yeah, um, there's a whole underground in uh, old Sacramento. and It's still intact. Yeah, and I cover that. And they stand there, that little mini Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, sacred, sacred Mento. That's that's their center. That was the Fertile Lands. So Queen Califia was presented in the Amazon movie. Um, and then this is in the, uh, you know, the uh, Waldorf, uh, Mark Hopkins uh, at hotel at the top of San Francisco. They got murals seven feet tall, 12 panels of Queen Califia and her whole story. Why would they have that there? So, you know, I grew up in California and I didn't know any of this stuff. So here's the islands, here's the maps, and then here's the coastline of where California's coastline used to be. So here's Sacramento here. And this is where the coastline went out. And there was this huge shelf that goes 300 feet. And that's why they could, white guys couldn't get to California Island. And you see, here's the other thing in my, my thesis is that Salt Lake City, they couldn't get across the Great Salt Lake for the 49er gold rush until the Donner Party, late 1848, 1849. 49er Gold Rush. Why did they have to do the Lewis and Clark Trail all the way up here through Oregon to get down before that? The Freemasons, Lewis and Clark. Why did they have to go, or go all the way down here? Because it was still a freaking lake. Yeah. Look at how it could have been a huge lake right there. And there's your Continental Divide, the Mississippi, right there. Oh, yeah. That See makes it? sense. See it? And that's why they couldn't get across until 1849 because it hadn't dried up enough yet. Interesting. Wild, right? Huh. And then this whole time, I thought it was a landmass outside of Correct. California. The tonics and all this shit. And that's why we have fossils still in the Bay Area and stuff, these fossil mounds all around the Bay Area, because it was much higher in the natives. And that's this is the Turtle Island that, the, that they talk about, Turtle Island raising, and Mount Diablo, the devil, was one of her nipples. It's, I got a great story on that, but we'll get it another time. And then here you've seen these these um, these fault lines 
and you see this fault line coming all the way from China, and then you got the San Andreas fault line coming here, and then you got the Puget Sound fault line where the trigen is the triple junction. It's the most powerful energy source, and it's coming right in there to California Island. So it just shows you there was all this force, how it could have been an island. And then they pump up the story with Joe Montana, the 49ers. And here's the water, 1862. Check this out. They got the equivalent dumped equivalent of 10 feet of rainfall in California in 43 days, 1862. So I'm making the case um, for a uh, water event. We have the Mississippi event. All right. And then there was another event. And Joseph Skagler is the founder of modern day history. Joseph Joseph Scaliger wrote the modern history. So who told started the lies? So that started in 1601. And then there was an event um, in Tambora. You've all heard of Krakatoa, the, the volcano, right? Yeah. So I'm just trying to see if I can get this up here. Can you see my screen? Yes. All right. So anyway, I don't know if I got the image here or not. Um. There it is. Can you see that? Yeah. So here's Krakatoa, 1883. And look at this, 1815, Mount Tambora, five times bigger. Holy crap. Holy crap, what? You didn't hear about that? You weren't a member of Mount Vesuvius, member of St. Helen Helens, right? Yeah. All right. Now we do uh, 1815. I don't know if I have this in this book or not. Winter without a summer. Remember, this is all the same time frame, right? Mm -hmm. All 1810s, 1815s. And how here's a 13,000-foot high volcano on the island of Simona, Bali, was the cause of a, a winter without a summer. New York had an average temperature in the summer of 26 degrees. No food grew. People starved because wow. of this massive eruption. And that's, you know, they talk about uh, 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 Krakatoa, you know, and climate change and all this because they take their temperatures down. This was five times bigger. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then uh, let me see if I can get this up too here. Just to stay on this theme here. Um, yeah, I can see it. 1910s, the Great Flood. Yeah. Of so guess, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So look at that. Look at this again. Remember I said my thesis is the 1805 to 1815 window. It's a decade. So the California floods, the Mississippi River the, the, the comet, and now we got the floods um, going on everywhere. Here's 1910, the Great Storm, the Great Salt Lakes. These are all the worst ever. Yeah. Greatest and it, weather. And it's very convenient because I, I was doing a lot of research on all the old buildings in Cleveland and San Francisco, and nothing goes beyond like 1913. And in San Francisco, nothing goes beyond 1905 because they all blame it on the on the fires and the floods. So you, you can't get any, like, build dates or, or proof of any of these oh, buildings being built. Blueprints and things like that. And then here, just, again, the one world. This is my thing about Pangea. There's a one world. How do they all know the same designs? How are they all along, like, Orion's belt and set in exactly astronomical symmetry when they're all around the world? Unless they had they just did They did elegant design, but they did it in their own way. It was all the same gematria. It's all the same design around the heavens and stuff. So again, this is my new book coming out about there being one lands. And so this is Africa. This is when it was all together one until it broke apart. And Atlantis, Atlanta, Georgia, and Cairo, Egypt is a Cairo, Mississippi River 
that was where the Great Divide started. And this is my thesis that just up until 150 years ago, this was all one landmass. That's how the Tartarians could travel and talk back and forth to each other because they're all on the same page. Hmm. Only 150 years ago, Mikey. That's what I'm, that's my new book. But check, I mean, what? Tartarians? No. This is the Catholic Church in 1632 when they came over with their missions by boat and they got the local people to build them a cathedral in Chile. What? <laughs> I mean, come on. Common sense, folks, says bullshit on that, right? And then this is, again, what I was saying, 1794, who owned what? Who was there first? The Brownskins. And they made up the name Indian because Columbus thought he was in India, you know, so we'll call them Indians. That's how they divided up the Toltecs, the Mayans, the everybody else, the divisions, and the Moors and the Tartarians. But this is also how everybody could travel across country and the giants could be in the United States and giants could be in China and giants could be all around the world and parents could be all, because it was all one world. It was all connected together before. Um, and you're, you're the first time presenting this to, okay? All right, cool. Um, because I'm just putting it together for my new book. Um, you have any questions while I'm ranting around? Well, that's very interesting that you bring that up and how all the continents were together. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, there's some historians do even claim that all the land masses were close together and then over time it split apart and spread around the world. All right. So, ready, to have your, ready to have your skirt blown over your head? Because I just put this together too. This is news to me and I'm just sharing it with you now. Not that you're wearing a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let me bring you in here. Okay, so I just put this together because that was my question with this one America that I'm doing this thing about what was one America before it was Central, South and North America, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got the brown skins here. The brown skins are all the natives. They were up in the same mound builders were up in, in North America as they were in South America. These huge massive heads looked like they were Africans. Their brown skins just had different. Here's a question for you, Mikey. Have you ever met a black person? Sure. No, you haven't. You have never met a black person. You've How's met that? people who have brown skin that they call black, but their skin is brown. It's a dark brown, light brown, latte brown, and a 50 shades of brown copper. They call them copperheads. This is yeah. how they got everybody by bringing in the word Negro and nigger and using colored and using African and using, <laughs> as I'm going to show you, Africa and the United States were all together. That's why yeah. there was, that's why Chronicle, they had to have, they had to have like 20,000, 30,000 boats to bring the 20 million slaves from Africa, according to their official records. doesn't make any sense. No. So, so Pangea was what they said when Earth was one. And this is one, one, one Earth. And then America was the first continent, the first growth out of it, where everything else was learned from. One America. So if you look at 225 million years ago, think 150 years ago. Mm -hmm. Right? Then you see the land masses start to break up. You can see Laurasia up here. And look at this continent down below. This is hooked up the whole way until the very end down here. But this is the creation event of which they say Pangaea did over big, huge periods of time. And here you can see South America fitting in lockstep with Africa, right? Yeah. 
And then you see it breaking apart here. So you see Florida here, California starting to come down here. Here you see the Mississippi River. See the Great Divide? Yeah, the shapes make more sense. Yeah, but doesn't that make sense that it could have been in 1812 when the Mississippi flowed the other way and that's what it was before? Now think about if, if we're still moving. Well, think about flat earth and think about the center being a spindle like an album. And so it spun around because the earth got out of balance and it spun around and flung the continents out from the center, from the magnetic core. And then it found its rhythm, its place, and that's where we are today. So that's what my thesis is on this. And this is Pangea. And you can see Africa right here, right? Yeah. And then the Antarctica down here and up here, supposedly the North Pole. But check this out. Oh, wow. Right? I wanted that moment. I wanted to hear that moment because that, that was an oh wow moment for me too. Well, that's crazy. Kind of fits, doesn't it? Huh. Look at California being an island. Yeah. So this is this is the native people, the brown skins are reclaiming their heritage or understanding that Africa, Brazil, United States could have been one. Has anybody proposed that thesis in a while? I I haven't seen this thesis since I was a kid. Right. Somehow it's been kind of erased oh. from any of our teachings. Al Gore brought it up in 2005 when I heard his inconvenient truth, which started to freak me out. When he said, do you see the continent in Africa it used to be lined up? And he did the same thing and he brought it together. And I said, look at it, it fits. And that to me made sense. So here's your Pangea. Oh, I've seen that. Now, is that a flat earth map or not? I mean, it looks like it to me. Very plausible or possible, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when everything's a lie. You get to do with the tabula rosa. You get to start over. Everything's new. Everything's exciting. Everything's possible. So here's more of this great fit. Um, in the names. So again, the Moorish names about Africa and Europe, it was called the um, El Morocco, the Moroccan Empire. And they had legal legislation about the Moors. Amorica, A-M-A-R-U, can, American, the people of the land of serpents. So you have Balinese, Mayans, Egyptians, Mexicans, Indonesian serpents all around the world. Was it one world? And did America teach the knowledge to the rest of the world once it broke apart? And then all the names, well, we'll get into that in a minute. But this is Machu Picchu before it was deforested, when it was still a forest. Hmm. That's what's been covered up along South America. There's more pyramids in the United States than all of Egypt. There's bigger pyramids in South America than all of Egypt and everywhere else. We don't hear about any of that. The word right. Moorish was altered from the Peabody Museum to Indian. They changed the norm. Huh. So this is the promised land. This is Atlantis. Here's Cairo. Here's Atlanta. Washington. Washita's, the Washita's, the original people. And this is the land of the serpent in Mexico. This is where all the information generated from. So this is new kind of thinking that's going on with this one world. And then here's the legal laws that gives the rights to the Moors who were here, their native, their native language, their native tongue, their native heritage, all just papered over by the white man and never existed. The Crees, you know, but there were much more. They lived in massive tribes. And here you can see the turtle, kind of turtle island here, the Moroccan Empire. And this was the name of America, MXM. So America, Africa, Amer, Amor. You can see the name combined. So the Moorish nation was the Societas Republica El Moroccanus, which translated as the Moroccan Republic Society. This country, America, was called Al Moroccan because it was part of the Moroccan Empire, known as Amex M. It was transliterated into America. 
And then this is, you know, you ever smoke dope, you got the Kush dope. <laughs> they all said it came from Africa, you know, but here's the Nile River, here's the Niger. It all, it all fits if you, if you bring them back together. And then also the cross-culture of species, the flora and fauna. How could that happen if it wasn't all together? Yeah. Do they transport them by boat, right? And so this is the continental drift along the continental drift line to see south of how they drifted apart. And it, it works in symmetry too, um, Mikey, in, in like a circle. So here's North America. It starts spinning. Um, let's take you through this little imagery here. So you see how wide it is now, right? The plates, Greenland being a big, huge mass, much bigger. Yeah. So you, can you imagine that warming up and flooding down this way right here where it's all brown? Mm-hmm. See California Island? You can see how that's possible. And you can see how when I bring it in and make it tighter – how it all kind of fits, right? Mm, yeah. Um, but how is that even possible for the continents to have these massive movements that we've had in, in just a short period of time? Because they had directed energy weapon. They owned the weather back then. They could make. They took. They took the Tartarian technology of benevolence, kindness, love, and healing, and they turned it into swords of cutting, killing male principle five. That's when the Roman Catholics took over. They took over the technology and all these Wi-Fi building, all these creations, they learned the secrets of, and they learned how to use the energy to kill. And they learned how the energy to manipulate minds. And now this is about stealing our souls. Nothing short of there. This is the AI world. This is turning everybody into nanobots for their souls to never, to, to, they're never going anywhere. This is a massive trap. They've been planning for a long time. But when you wake up, they don't have that power. And that's why they waited till now to, to let us in on what they're doing and what they've done. They brought up flat earth. Huh? That, that would explain why they've been destroying all the old architecture from the old world. Right. Because a lot of these buildings, I've, I've seen videos of, you know, it would take weeks to just tear down one building. Right. Fires. Everything's fires, you know, so they have it all explained away, just like blimps were everywhere and they do the Hindenburg and that's the end of blimps because they're dangerous. There's always an event, you know, that, that buries it, that we have the foundling trains, the children that were shipped off to the Midwest, quarter million of them, white children that were used for slave labor and little pedophiles that was not talked about. How do they separate their parents? They act, I'll show you that too. But let me, let me just finish this real quick because this is really sure. interesting. So here in the United States, we have the Garden of Enid, the original Garden of Eden, um, in the Kush region, Assyria, Babylon, Akkadian, Iran, Turkey, Assyrians were allies of the Egyptians, uh, IK, the Tamarakans, all right, or the Tamarakans. So this whole thing about Islam, you know, the story was created to make a hatred for the Moors. So here you have down in the Grand Canyon, did you know this? It's off limits. You can't go there. There's pyramids, the Shiva Temple, Isis Temple, Sheops Temple. It's, there's off limits. And this is what the U.S. used to be. And think about how arrogant we are, Mikey, in that you got guys walking around with baseball caps saying MAGA, make America great, make America great again. Is he talking about Central America? Oh, no, 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 no. You're talking about South America? No, 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 no. You're talking about Canada? No, I'm talking about make America great again. What an arrogant country we live in. Here's the question for you. If a Brazil is Brazilian, if a Canadian's Canadian, if a Mexican's a Mexican, what's the United States? The United States. No. The United Statesian. Yeah. That's what we should be calling ourselves, but we don't because we're the arrogant fucks that rule the world to paper over 
all the ancient cultures. Let me see, Latin America, were there Latins that lived down there? No, there were Mexicans that lived down there. Were they Spanish that lived down there and spoke Spanish? No, there are Mexicans that lived down there. Yeah. Why are they speaking Mexicanese? Because they had their whole culture taken over and over nine million natives were murdered by the white guys when they came over with the smallpox blankets and everybody else. Just like they got rid of the Tartarians with Wi-Fi technology. They heated up the grounds. They shucked the earth. They got rid of them all. They put them all in massive insane asylums, separated from the children, and the white man took over. And they took over the history books. And they took over the story of everything. And they made the brown skins the idiots. Slaves. They took their cultures away. They took their names away, you know. And they, But they celebrate them, like, with Fetzer caps and stuff. They still mm-hmm. wear the more hats, you know. You see, like, uh, Edgar Hoover and all the Fred Flintstone wearing the Fez, you know. It's all right there. So that was a good rant. So check this out. <laughs> so here's the Mississippi River, halfway, biggest, minus Mississippi, right? Continental divide. What's the halfway point, the city halfway point between the Mississippi? Cairo. Yeah. And we have Memphis and we have Atlanta. All the names were exported from the west to the east, not the names to the west, as I'll get into in a minute. These are artifacts found in Washington, D.C. in the Grand Canyon. Like I said, 18, 20-foot-tall bronze uh, statues. Here's in, in, in um, New Mexico. What does that look like to you? Looks like the Sphinx. Does it? Yeah, mud flood. Here's uh, Egyptian statues. Anybody want to talk about this? So this is really cool. So this is Empire Washita, Washington, De Dug de Moundia. <laughs> we dug the mound, yeah? <laughs> Get it? Yeah. We dug... So this is the United Nations Charter that was enacted, Organization for the People, Empire Washington, Day Doug Demanda, in recognition for being the oldest indigenous civilization on Earth. Wow. Princess Washington Turner Gostinel Bay. This is United Nations Charter. Why would they do that? In recognition of the natives that were here. What does that look like? Africa, Jamaican, you know, all those different flags together kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So this gets into the Washita, all the mounds. Like I said, there's more mounds um, across um, the United States and then the, uh, down in Mexico. But look at the details of these 1600 maps. They were already here. And these maps were already very highly detailed. And then Spain took over, you know, then they took over Brazil. And and, they, and Eve did not eat an apple, folks. She ate a pomegranate. And so the original was eating the pomegranate because that's the seed of seeds. And so that's why you have Granada, New Granada, the Great Granada, because that's the eating of the new seeds when you see that. And then this map, indigenous nature, indigenous people, look at how many people were here between until the 1800s when they just wiped out their names and their cultures and put them on reservations and said, oh, yeah, we'll take care. Here's a tree. Yeah. You know, and it just it's just amazing. This is a great book, America, the True Old World, where I got a lot of information from. And again, there's no such thing as a black person. Here's your color. <laughs> Here's your color chart. <laughs> An American is a noun originally applied to the aboriginals or the copper color races found here by the Europeans. Webster's Dictionary, 1828. Surprise, surprise, surprise. So anyway, so I, I just get into this, and this is Washington saying, if we would agree to take the fezes and turbans off the Moor's head and remove their sandals and force severe punishments and also swear to death, uh, and allow only the Moorish children to be taught they were truly Negroes, Black people, and colored folks. 200 years from today, the Moorish people would not know their nationality, nor their national name or their fathers. George Washington. Wow. 
And then here's the Moor King. Here's Queen uh, Califia, the Turtle Island named after. Here's Turtle Island, the elegant moon calendar that worked 13 months, 28 days, perfectly in one day rest. Kind of the Gregorian calendar. And this is what all the Indian tribes had, the bear moon, the freezing moon. They had moons for all these on the turtle's back on Turtle Island. All fit together in their one story. Florida was the land of Tamaria, the land of the Moors. And this is La Flowers. And this is also Egyptian, where they had Egyptian artifacts found everywhere. And it was also used to be part of the Washita proper, Washington. Wow. And then the Moors were renamed all these different Indian names to hide their, their culture. But here we see all halfway around the world, same sculptures, same deities, same carvings. And then here's what's a trip, Mikey, and then we can get back to Tartaria. Um, all these names in the United States with, with European names. Now we have Lebanon, we have, you know, we have one name over there. We have, look at all these names we got, Italy, Rome, Italy, all names with Irish. Why are all these United States? Oh, they came over here and they came from and they named them after their town they came from. That's the story, right? Yeah. But look at all the names that were European. No, this was here and they took it over to Europe. These were the lands of the peoples that were the brown skins. And that's why you have the brown cultures over in Europe because they exported with the Tartarians who were the white giants and the redheads. And these are zip codes all after European cities. And look, it's all on the right side of the United States there, right? Yeah. Berlin, London. So this is all part of it that all these names in the United States, look at how long this goes for. Ancient cities around the world, all in the United States. Why was this all named for if it wasn't coming from here? And why are all the flags red, white, and blue? You know, you got that same color, green, yellow. You got these common colors. And then, again, the question is, what was America before it was North, Central, and South America? And then when Columbus came here, it took his fourth journey to finally get into the northern continent. He never made, he never made it until his fourth journey to the actual continent of, of America. Mm -hmm. Why? Right? Why? Because he was a scumbag. And when they got here, they killed 95% of the indigenous people. But he said it was the land of paradise, land of Parisido Terestia. And that was the land of paradise that they lived in. Um, so anyway, pretty interesting though, huh? Yeah, I don't even think Columbus really existed. I think that story was created during the Columbian exhibition. They, need, they needed a story. What happened in 1492 in Spain? The Inquisition. Mm -hmm. That's when they got rid of the Tartarians. That's how they got Tartarians out of there is 1492. That's yeah. how they just like Adam Weishoff in the whole 1776, May 1776, that was to get rid of the Tartarians as well. That was the great purge then as well. They cover it up and put another story above it. That's why when you peel back the layer, there's something underneath. <laughs> the truth yeah. is underneath the bullshit. You got you to go through the this muck and the smell and then, oh, God, I got there. And then you find, you know, this truth that's occulted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's... It's so much information to me. Everything that you just presented is was something new. And so it's like, oh my God, I gotta like rewatch all of this and like start digging and, and try to like verify all the information. That's another thing I wanted to bring up with you is is th there's a lot of like bad reviews about your books and how it doesn't really give any citations to people who actually wrote all the content. And, you know, I wanted to 
to hear what you had to say because what you I mean the way that you present all this information is is so fantastic and you know it's well, mind-boggling you're sucking on a fire hose you yeah. know you're fucking sucking on a fire hose when you take my information because I've done 20 years worth of research and I don't play any bullshit games anymore. I don't believe in a government. I don't believe in our Roman Latin legal system, which we put us into slavery. I just play by my own. And if it's on the internet, it's free. End of subject. Yeah. My stuff goes off the internet, okay? And you're going to charge and copyright and take me down? I've had a plain truth now 16 because I've been shut down 15 times for speaking the truth. You see in Mike Adams being shut down. You see in any of these others. I had many views as them. Eric Dubay, you know, when he came out with Flat Earth, he was the Jesuit releasing the Flat Earth so we could get into this whole controversy. So, but what you said about veracity is so critical. And that's why my Tartarian book, I opened in the introduction chapter. I used editors for my first books. They still got it wrong. So I said, freaking. And a Tartarian is like sucking on a fire hose. And I duplicated some stuff. And I spelled some things wrong. And I copied and pasted. You know? <laughs> information is getting taken off the internet we got to preserve it wherever you can you know in my book I, you know and i make a few dollars for all my hard work hey great thank you yeah and you're telling me you, you got issues with my copyrights or you got issues with my this and that you, you know but i get a lot of thank yous too and i get a lot of appreciation and and, and like i said the tartarian books are sold over 1200 copies worldwide so that means people are getting it what i'm trying to present and it's like sucking on a fire hose then, <laughs> right. then yeah but the other thing when i was bringing about the veracity is and this is what i tell everybody in the opening of the book is don't believe a freaking word i say yeah don't believe me like you just said is critical i'm gonna have to go do some deep diving and verify what you're telling me yeah you know and that becomes super critical because that becomes your own fishbowl as i call it and the fishbowl is when I when I got into Wall Street, the guy told me, he says, read about everything you can, what they like, what they don't like. Just know the company backwards and forwards. And another thing, a salesman named Trump, when he wrote Art of the Deal way back when, and he was a business guy and I read his book, said, even if there's a 97% chance of me being right, I still want to know what I'm going to do if this 3% shows up. Yeah. Which made total sense to me because nobody plays. For, oh, no, I'm going to win because it's not. It's in my what I was when it doesn't, and that's why Wall Street got so many people because the market had to think for them. I mean, I bet and I'm right, and the market's got to prove I'm right. I had no idea what that means. Yeah. I'd read the market and say what it's going to do next, and I'm trying to read what the tape is doing, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So I always had this ability to try to figure it out. Then when I got in the analytical world, I could take things apart. And then like when we got attacked in, in the California fires, I called up my buddies that work still at Martin Marietta and worked at, 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 at Lockheed Martin where they analysts and they get inside information. They talk about what they're doing. And we have a little code game we play. Do you remember the fires in California four years ago was paradise and oh, yeah. Sonoma County and just California, Northern California fire one day, nine different counties, 29 fires. No wins. So I saw the beams. I saw the lightning. I did the directed energy. I knew what they were. So I called my buddy, the analyst, and he can't tell me privileged information. So we play a game called Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So if I'm right, he won't say anything. If I'm wrong, he'll tell me. So I called him up in Santa Rosa when I saw the beams the night before and once saw the destruction and knew it had to be one of these laser companies. I was trying to find out which one. I said, was it Lockheed LR3B? And he goes, no, it wasn't. I go, what about Martin Marinetti? He goes, no, it was none of them. Hmm. And I said, it, I'm, I'm wrong, right? And he goes, yeah. So then, it, so then I said, so what was it then that hit us? 
And he goes, what did you get your son for Christmas? I said, I got him a, a drone. Oh, and I hadn't done my drone homework. I hadn't gotten into the whole drone laser stuff. And once I did, I said, it made total sense. I saw the makers and called him back up and he confirmed those were the guys. Yeah, and they just zap, 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 wherever they wanted. Took out a home here, took out a 100,000-foot Kmart with embers. They came all the way from 10 miles away. Hot embers yeah. came out of 100,000-foot Kmart, torched it completely, left the trees alone, didn't touch the asphalt, burned the Arby's, burned the other one, but left the gas station okay. Mm-hmm. And no one questions any. Then they blame so some I, old lady at a campfire for starting all 29 fires. I went up to Paradise 20 times and I interviewed people and I looked in cars where the bones were in the floorboards from being pulled over by OnStar bumper to bumper and zapped ran at, at will, depending on who was in the car. And wow. I saw the I saw the femur and I saw the skull and the springs of the floor. I saw the body counts of the military that had been gone through there. I saw the laser marks across the hills that I reported in my book where I took pictures of the Eel River above the Eel River where they practiced zip, zip, zip before they started zipping everybody. I talked to over 20 interviews about people that said they couldn't get out of paradise. They were stuck. They weren't allowed to leave. There were police they didn't know. I talked to the tow truck driver first one in and said he saw 200 dead bodies easy. They said the dead count was only 86. Wow. 86. Get it? 86? Dead count? Now, why did Trump go to paradise? Why did paradise happen on November 8th? Why was the only other fire that same day in Malibu? Tell me about the song The Last Resort by the Eagles in the 1980s. They called it paradise. I don't know why. And the last words were, they call it paradise. Kiss it goodbye. Hmm. And it's called Paradise Lost, a book by John Milton, who wrote the book Paradise Lost about the fallen angels coming down and ruling in hell, taking over paradise in hell. And November 8th was the day John Milton died. November 8th is the day they attacked paradise. Coincidence? No, it's all it's all theater. So Trump and his men in black and Governor Newsom, the Jesuit minister, they all came to paradise and Malibu in the song. And they went down to Malibu is in the song of the last resort as well. They had planned this 30 years ago to take out paradise because that's where they're moving in. They got the Bohemian Grove down here in California as their paradise. That's when they killed all the Tartarians in the early 1900s. They set up their shop in California. This is going to blow you away. So I did a book on California, The Untold History of California. And let me know on time if you're running short on time. Um, but but um, the history of California. And we heard about John Sutter finding a gold flake in 1847 and went around the world. And people came by ships all over the world for the greatest migration in history for the 49er gold rush. All the way around South America, they came in their boats and they had to go to Hawaii first to catch the trade winds to come into the most notorious bay in the world, the San Francisco Bay. They'd never been in. Then they'd have to find docking. Then they'd have to get up with all their picks and shovels they got from where we don't know and find the gold rush up in the Sierra Nevadas, crossing the Sacramento River, crossing the Petaluma River and getting up into Rio Vista and finally getting up to the Golden Foothills and then providing a living for themselves so they could hack gold and then finding an assayer they could buy the gold from. But they just landed here. Oh, but the natives were restless and they're trying to kill them. (laughs) Oh, my God, but they couldn't get across the Great Salt. This is the story. Oh, by the way, they had a massive amount of trains. By the way, they had copper mines here. By the way, they had the Red Sea and they had the red mercury that was Silicon Valley, Almaden, where they made all the red mercury that made all the copper domes. Red mercury is the key to it. That's mm-hmm. what makes the alternating current is red mercury. It's very which they deny, Yep, which they deny even exists. 
So here's San Francisco laid out by the Jesuits when they first came here and took over. And so they had all their gold and silver in the hills. Well, when they came here, you can find the biggest gold found in California was 240 pounds sitting on the surface. 3,000-year-old redwood trees, 30-foot round, sitting there. Copper everywhere, silver everywhere, red mercury down here. They had left the lands alone for thousands of years when it was an island in California. Queen Khalifa didn't take anything more than she needed. And the white man came and purged it all. So here comes the great gold rush in 1849, and this is our new resources, California. So we're going to put up our golden gate because there's the gold in the El Dorado Hills we're going to showcase. And then we're going to put up a big penis called the Transamerica Building. And we're going to have Columbus Avenue going right into it. And down here is Coitus Tower, Coit Tower, that looks over our Treasure Island. If you know San Francisco, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then right over Treasure Island, across from there is our angels. That's our angel islands. And then across from there is Tiburon, the sharks, in case anybody has any problems with this. Wow. It's all laid out California for their resources. And that's why they're reclaiming California. Everybody's moving out of California. All the business moving out of California. Because they're reclaiming California as their native resources. And that's it's all a resource game to them now. You know, and that's why they're making us into these 10 different regions. That's why FEMA took over the country on March 20th, 2021, with the Stafford Act, when Trump sat next to the FEMA director and Trump said, the guy says, well, that was a drill. And Trump said, I wish you'd told me, talking about COVID. That's when the Stafford Act was enacted that gave FEMA the power. That's also the same regions and zones that were in the movie, The Hunger Games. Yeah. You see, parked off the coast last year, a bunch of ships, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a shortage, right? Did the shortage happen? No. Then we saw the tanker ship, the Evergreen, parked sideways in the Panama Canal. Was there a shortage? It's going to be a shortage. No. Then we had the trucker strike going on right before the Ukraine invasion, and the trucker strike is going to be a shortage. No. Now we have the meat packing plants all being blown up, the cows all getting vaccinated and they're taking apart. Is there a shortage of food yet? No. But it's coming, and I want to bring this up because I'm a farmer. I live on a ranch up in, up in Northern California, and food's not growing this year, folks. The wine, 90% of the wine is not growing. They have no grapes this year. I didn't grow any corn, strawberries, blue, nothing grew because they're using what's called CRISPR technology. And this CRISPR technology changes the food so it doesn't, you can't, it, it doesn't, it keeps it from flowering and growing. All the farmers up here, it's not just me, it's all in Northern California. So we see the food crisis about to hit, is what I'm saying. So get yourself ready. We've had enough warning, but that's how big they're playing this. You know, Vision 2020 is, you know, nobody will own anything by 2030. They move that up to 2025. But is, is it because they're manipulating the weather? Is that how they're doing it? They own the weather. We haven't had real weather in 20 years. That's why all the nuclear power plants are not nuclear power plants. We've never had a nuclear radiation anywhere. Fukushima, remember the ocean, California, all the fish are going to mm. die. Thyroid cancer, get your pills. I was measuring my gardens. I was, oh my gosh. What happened in Nagasaki, Hiroshima? How come that's no problem? How come uh, Chernobyl's thriving again? How come the Three Mile Island didn't happen? How come Fukushima, we're not doing It's all bullshit because they're water vapor machines. Right. They're making water vapor to shoot up into the sky to make cloud condensation nuclei because all the uh, coal farm or coal plants and, and polluting the air has made it so they couldn't make rain. So they needed to make devices to take primary water and shoot it up into the sky. Then they use the Doppler radar because it has barium and aluminum in it, and they steer mm -hmm. it where they want. And that's why they got the water vapor machine, the atmospheric river, five-year drought, and then all of a sudden the second wettest year in California. you know. And so now they have to manipulate it, but they're micrograding the weather now, not just the weather for 
for starting forest fires or directed energy weapons or making it drought or making it flood like they just did in Florida. You see them suck the water out of Florida. They literally suck the ocean out. Two yeah, miles. I saw that. I saw that. They suck the ocean out two miles, folks. This is the technology. They're just warming up. They're just oh. warming up. You know, in an Operation Crimson Mist, when they turned the mines on people and they got the Hootsie and the, the two tribes warring with each other when they sprayed them with aerosol spray and geoengineering. So it's mind control shit, too. And so it's all part of our game, but we need to build our spiritual strength through all this. And the other thing that's really important, Mikey, is preserving our knowledge. And this is why I'm writing books and speaking out at risk is because we're the preservers of the knowledge of what's going forward. We have a super huge role when the electronic world is no longer viable, whether you don't want to go on it, can't access it, don't want to access it, whatever, which we got to get rid of. It's got to go away. What's left books and oral history. And that's yeah. what books are being destroyed as we speak, as we speak. And also to give you an example, um, I don't know how young you are, but Shinobu and Nagasaki, fat boy and little boy, whatever the names were, the two bombs they dropped over, over, over the end of Japanese war, allegedly. Um, but the, the, the ports were owned by the Jesuits at the time. So, you know, so this was supposed to create, a uranium-235 and plutonium outfall that would have a half-life of 40 to 70,000 years and 100 to 120,000 years of a half-life of increased growth and radiation. Mm-hmm. And that was the worry that Nagasaki Hiroshima would never, ever be able to occupy it anymore, right? It's a it's fine. city. No I'll find this. I'll find no cancer. Same thing about Chernobyl. Oh, my God, shutting it down, the radiation, radiation. It's got more flora fun than anyway. Oh, by the way, Fukushima, they're having tourists. They're building new buildings. It's flourishing, Fukushima. Did they shut down any nuclear power plants in Japan, which all they rely on? No, because it's all made by local capacitors in the town you live. It's all bullshit. These massive dams is all bullshit. They create the energy and capacitors. Just look in your town and look at a block box off area and look at the capacitors. And that's your energy generating device for your city, folks. It's simple. It's elegant. And that's Tartarian. And that's why you see those same capacitors on top of all those buildings, you know, that we saw in Tartaria. And they had the knowledge. And that's what we're learning important, too. We're learning how they did it. You know, with all this knowledge about how they did it is, is pretty cool because we're we're picking up on um this knowledge that they have. Let me know if you can see the screen here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me, let me know if you have any questions. So I'll just run down. So San Francisco is my hometown. So this is where the Freemasons were. I'm just proving that they were there in 1906. You know, they had this fair. Here you have the Knights Templar, July 7th to 13th. And this is the, this is the ferry building in San Francisco. So, I mean, they, they the Freemasons have owned the cities. Mendocino here, they got the Freemason on top of their buildings everywhere. Um, it's been It's been their show. You know, mm-hmm. San Francisco was elegant. It was beautiful. Look at these in the 1800s. How did they build these buildings? Because it was all Moroccan. Look at the Tartarians, the Moroccan, the Twin Towers, the El Bay. This is Joachim and Bose. This is the, you know, all their symbology. And then the Great Fire of 1849. There's all these fires, too. Yet, yeah. yet somehow they got all these railroads by horse and buggy and ships. And here you see pictures without wires, wireless tele- telecommunications. And again, the Moroccan Moorish designs. These were elegant story designs in San Francisco. And you know San Francisco, it's a freaking island, right? Yeah. 
Besides, so if you're going to get to there, you got to come up through San Jose with all your equipment and all your bricks and all your stone and all your stuff and all your workers, right? Mm -hmm. Or bring my boat. So here's the timeline of Tartarians, which I won't get too far into. Elegant design, beautiful. Women were elevated to the highest levels. That's another thing I just want to emphasize. Look at these beautiful dresses, you know? Yeah. They were honored. They were revered. And again, the black moors. And then here's what I talk about the brown skins. And again, there's no color black here whatsoever. And I talked about all the pyramids having the same. And they cut off the noses to hide the Tartarians, the Moors native. Mm, and then I get, that makes sense. Yeah. And so the Washita's, the Louisiana Midwest. So I get through the whole thing about the slave trade, which they say 14 to 19 million people and calculated 15 to 20 million would be 17 and a half divided by 400 people. That comes to 43,750 ships. Trips would have to be made to bring all the slaves they said came to America. Yeah, only 10% of the slaves were from the African regions. Yeah, and if they were Everyone all Everyone else was already here. Yeah, or they exported them out to Europe. That's the other way. We went the other way with it. That's all the knowledge went to. And this is, again... Here's Brazil imported some 4 million slaves, you know? And so I just get through the numbers to kind of dispel the whole notion. And you're exactly right. It's all baloney. So they were here before. So that's what my new book gets into is who was here before in the Americas. And look at the dressing. Here's another thing I'm trying to figure out. How many haberdasheries? How many clothing stores? How much people money do people have? And why at the beach are you wearing all those clothes? Well, these are all the reset people. It could be. It could be. But here's some brown skins included as well. And then this map I have right here, it's a 10-foot wall map from 1587. Flat Earth, it shows flying monkeys, turtles, uh, unicorns, everything you thought is, is, is um, has been uh, mythology. They've had maps depicting it. And then beyond the ice wall, a much bigger story than us. And this is these are, these are again, Knights Templar. This is in that big map, the Planisphere map from 1587. You can see the incredible details. This is the land of giants down in South America near Patagonia, that land of giants. So do you think Tartaria has any like biblical reference to how, you know, we did have like a one world paradise and at the end of that thousand year reign, like the millennial reign, that is when Satan was was set free and we're in this like little season which could only last about, we don't know how long that's going to last, maybe maybe 200 years. Well, the thing I'm understanding is is the giants, you know, coming down from and emanate, we all emanate from the North Pole. That's why, you know, all the flat earthers are talking about going down to Antarctica, Antarctica. Why do you go to the Garden of Eden? And there's this great book called Paradise Lost back in the 1860s, 70s, which talks about the hollow earth and that there being this land of giants. And that this whole story I'm bringing up is this emanation of a creation event that where we were all one, benevolent and kind and loving. And, and, and you could pick, and the beauty of their creativity just in the pyramids alone. But look at all the areas where they show star forts around the world. Can you see that? Yeah. And you got any star forts? A little. I, I don't know too much about them. I just know that they were all interconnected. The, the, the thing about the creation story is, you know, Jesus went and threw over the banker's tables. But the last thing he did is he healed people. Mm -hmm. You know, he took didn't just wash their feet, he healed them with their heels. That's why you call it soul or soul of your feet, soul, because he healed them. That's the last thing he did before. But this is teaching us how to heal again. 
So I work with biomagnetic healing and I use magnets and get great success. And these star forts have the same cymatic type of frequency, different tunes, different hertz, but the same kind of thing. There's good vibrations, bad. So we're starting to turn our energy. And these guys are all about energy. That's what, look at these star forts, Mikey. Look yeah. at how many they are all around the country. Look at it all based like a Freemason symbol. Yeah. Baseball diamonds. These are all central and set on sacred geometry. Geometria. Do you think uh, all these star forts connected the ley lines? Yeah. Yeah, they did. They do. Because they all knew the Earth's energy fields and they all knew where to tap into them. So look at this one in Netherlands. This is all around the world, similar designs, all based on water because water conducts energy. It's like crystal. So they all knew how to take water and amplify the energy. And electricity is not energy. Magnets are energy. Mm-hmm. Magnets create energy. They push when they when when they're against each other the same they pull when they're like attraction a male and a female and then they have the toroidal field electricity is transferred magnetism so we should be calling it magnetricity and so what do we do with the water they magnetize it and that's how they create these star forts and these geometric designs and they create atmospheric energies of healing and health superfoods anything you want we control the environment we control the weather everything we do but it's all based on on this beautiful, elegant design, which dovetails perfectly with nature. So they, they've to... removed all the capacitors that w- originally were in these star forts. Right. Why so, most yeah. of them don't, or they just look dead. Well, check out this. This is really cool. Tiergarten, Germany. So this is, a um, there's 20,000 animals, 1,300 species, 35 hectares. This is in, in, in Germany by Hamburg. And what this does, let me see if I got, oh, yeah. So this, this is a big, huge healing center where they used to bring the animals from all over the world to heal. And they got this Carillion Tower, and it's 68 bells weighing 48 metric tons, 106,000 pounds, 17,200. Wow. And they would ring these bells to heal because they were all into sound frequency healing. Still there today. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? And look at all look at all these patterns. You ever wonder why all the, all the parks, all the... Um, gardens in Europe were so elegantly designed because they were healing centers. They used Earth's energies. They used gematria. And we're just learning that again. Just learning all the energy fields, like the aura fields, you know, around the halo around Christ, the auras. We don't talk about that. What did Christ resurrect after, you know, three days? His energy, Right. So here's the energy of these cymatics, and this is what they designed these churches for healing. If you look at these patterns, these are all cymatic to create tones and frequencies, and then the tile and the floors they used had certain vibrations as well. So we see all these churches today, oh, they're beautiful cathedrals. Why did they build them? Why did they build them? Why did they do the shape? This is all sacred cymatics, gematria, and they would go with the pipe. Look at these pipe organs, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Look at how big that guy is. That's San Francisco. It's, in, it's now under the floor of the Civic Center. But these were healing organs in these cathedrals where people would come to heal based on harmonic frequencies. All around the world, same designs, different, same. And again, what were they about? And look at the elegant, simple, and beauty. And they created these with their minds. They created these into existence with their minds. You couldn't do this today. You couldn't build these buildings today. Horse and buggy scaffolding and... I mean, look at that church. They've been renovating for the last 140 years. I mean, they can't even do that in, in right. a short amount of time. But when you do the geometry and the sacred and the ley lines and everything, you realize there was intention and purpose. 
See these red and white ones? Those are energy centers. When you see the red and white brick, the brick all is as energy. You look at red brick, it's ironized. So you can use red brick for heating. And so they got these huge andirons I'll get into here in a minute in the fireplaces to heat all these places. How do they heat all these places back in the oh, big, big, big logs? Big logs! Where'd the forest come from? Well, the forest was about 600 miles away. We had big logs! Yeah. Yeah. everywhere around the world i mean this is liverpool this is falklands i mean it's just same designs so again it, it lends to the one world thesis right yeah these swimming holes you're going to tell me roman yeah. Catholic built Those... it, the renaissance you know all this they built it back there they imagination creativity and where's the can we see some blueprints can we see some maps can we see can we see anything to do with the design of them? Right. Why does why does Ankar Wad why does it have the same designs as you know New York City? You same. know, I did some digging on the the notoriums all over the United States, and how they were just in the middle of nowhere. These like healing centers, they had these giant pools, healing pools that people would just gather and take these baths, but they were really healing from whatever injury or ail, ail, ailments that they I, had. I'm going to write a book about that. Bethesda, where Bethesda Mail then comes from, was Bethesda in Europe where they have the healing waters. There's all these healing waters. It's called hydrotherapy. Mm -hmm. That's why you have waters going under all look, these areas, have water under them. You're exactly right. But look at the stained glass. Could we do that today? Why would they do it with these colors? All these colors have vibrational frequencies they were aware of. Yep. Elegant design. So it was all about healing and the domes, you know, dome is home. You know, and that's and 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 just to, I mean, all over India, all everywhere. So I just wanted to bring it. It was just like to me, bring it to life, all these designs. And then what happens to them all? Da, 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 da. But they had all these archways, and then the archways you actually can see, like in the Arc de Triomphe in Notre Dame, when it's the winter solstice, summer solstice, um, um, autumn equinox, and fall equinox or uh, spring equinox, they line up perfectly in the sun with the design mm -hmm. but look at these architectures all around the world it's amazing Africa, australia so i just try and prove that the same designs and they have the tartarian more designs with the wi-fi centers at the top that's how they connect the energy through these wi-fi centers and then here's the private residents were taken over but think about think about this mikey how many tartarians were there if they lived in all these buildings <laughs> probably a lot and what about the giant doors? Have you gotten into that at all with the big, huge doors? Oh, the doors make no sense at all. I mean, they had locking mechanisms that were, you know, 50 feet above. Right. I mean, Unless we, they were giants. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. So check out this. Did you know about the waterway 3,000-mile intercostal along the East Coast? Who dug it? How'd they do it? Where'd they get the machinery? 1800s, 360,000 miles long. 1817, 1825. Horse and buggy, shovels and whips. We're gonna dig <laughs> this hundred and three hundred and sixty-three mile intercoastal rail, intercoastal waterway, so all the floats can get up and down. Horse and buggy, shovels and whips. And everybody I mean, knows this, that they're man-made, but they don't question how it was done. We've not told the question. That's why they don't allow you to question anything in school. That's why you're schooled mm -hmm. like fish. That's why they cast spells in schools. How about the Great Wall of China? Why is that there? There's a whole story going along with that. So I get into the different Tartarian regions, um, Genghis Khan, again, in Lebanon, you know, uh, Baalbek, how do they make these cuts all around the world? Can't figure out how they did it. So stop thinking, you know what you know. Look at all these waterways. There's, you're talking about water pools. 
So these are different levels of water for hydrotherapy. You just go down to a different level. They tell you what level to go down. And somehow, and they were breatharians too. They didn't eat food. There's not toilets in these places. They were able to be breatharians and not need to go poop and stuff. But look at the elegant designs of all these. That wasn't carvings, folks. I mean, and all the underground railways, all the way underground structures. Um, go again, 1880s, 1890s. All this is the same, same time period you see in the 1850s, 1880s, 1890s. And that's when, the, that's when the Satan said he was going to come down and rule in hell, according to the biblical prophecies. And yeah, you asked me about the Bible and the Tartarians. There is references to them, but not a single reference to a single deity. Um, they have many different names for the similar deities, Anunnaki's, you know, all kind of similar. But again, how did they build these palaces? Why did they build these palaces? Um, these weren't for defense, but how did you... How did you grow food for everybody living up, up here? You know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't because they were advanced species. They could think and put things anywhere they wanted and they can get to anywhere they want because they could levitate. They could fly. They get flying balloons are real. I mean, flying uh, carpets and all that. Look at these staircases, Mikey. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. Again, the libraries are going away. Um, they got rid of them with the schools. Everybody has to be vaccinated. They got rid of them now and the libraries defunding them. Um so well, that's another thing that, that fascinates me is that a lot of the language that we we assume that everybody has spoken in all of these countries didn't really exist until the the school system was created. Most of the Italians don't even speak Italian. I mean, only a 10 percent of, of the population could speak it. Same with France. And we, we probably did have a one world uh, language that we all spoke. Well, LOL, you know, we got emojis now. We got images. Yeah, no, we're constantly we're... destroying our language. Through... Well, yeah, that's why we have to create a new language. But the thing about history and tells us back in time is, is, is Rudolf Steiner and other guys I think highly of. He said at these times we're leaving our senses of look, touch, taste, feel here and um, uh, what the other one is. And then we're going to the super senses, which is intellectualism, intuition, inspiration, wisdom and creativity. So that's what the ancients all had here. Look at these. They were har this is harvesting lightning. Empire State Building harvesting lightning. They're harvesting energy to store in the ground. That's what they use the nuclear power plants for, too, the domes to store energy. So they got tons of energy. They create the lightning from the ground. Lightning comes from the ground. That's how they burn. But they also see up here these spires. This is an actual one of a generating energy. And you're asking about the generating. Well, here's the 12 volts you have to go up to. I think it's 600 feet or so. We start to get the voltage to be able to tap into it. So that's why you see these buildings 600 feet and taller with these spires and stuff. Duh, nothing <laughs> new, you know, and Tesla probably didn't even exist, like you said. But they had the energy, the Warfield, the Wardenclyffe, you know, here's the copper domes, here's your activator. It's all the technology that, that Tesla talked about. So now it makes sense. They had free energy, right? Yeah. They were highly intelligent people. And then the copper mines, because you need copper. Where did all the copper mines come from? Um, and then I found out that Lake Shasta had a huge, look at this. This, You know what that, you ever been up to Lake Shasta? No, I haven't. Well, it's up in the north and big lake, the reservoir. That used to be a copper mine called Kennet. And now it's all underwater. Interesting. They were harvesting copper for all the copper domes. Here's the Empire State Building, the hall, entry hall. It shows them harvesting energy. You know, for those yeah. that I, you know, 
that that's why they have the tall buildings and more energy they get. It's free. And then they charge us what they want. Just like airplanes don't use fuel. They use jet fuel A to start the engine, but it's piezoelectronics that runs the. That's why that's why you don't have 40,000 pounds of fuel per wing on a Boeing 770-767, which yeah, they say they do, which have to be like 30 tenders weighing 2,500, 2,000 gallons each loading that thing up. Mm -hmm. What part of it's all bullshit do you not understand? This is really cool about using energy in, in the Druids, who are the original that took the knowledge to Egypt. Michael Tellinger gets into that. But they would load up these towers for energy harvesting. The higher they go, the more they change the frequency energy of Earth connecting to the sky. And that's why you see these towers with these windows, because they're actually using the polarity of Earth with the polarity of the sky to generate energy to grow super crops. Yeah. There was no there was no function or reason. No one can figure out why they built these elaborate buildings. Energy harvesters. I mean, nothing new under the sun. They've been doing this. Now they control the weather. and the, So all these red and white buildings, these were harvesting energy centers. So if you had free energy, would the world know peace? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So pyramid means middle of fire. These were ascension places where they used water under the pyramids as part of functioning magnetism. And then I get into all the Mexican pyramids in this book just shortly talking about what we were talking about, all the different pyramid designs around the world, um, how they're all similar with the obelisks. And then this is down in, um, like I said, down in Grand Canyon, where they have the Isis temple. Look at this Buddha statue, Mikey. That's that's crazy. Look at the person here. So that's maybe five feet, let's say, being generous. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, maybe 35 feet carved into rock, Buddhist in the Grand Canyon. What? Yeah. Now it's all around Orion's belt. It's all set in the same place. Orion's belt as all the other ones around the world. This is in the Grand Canyon. Mummies, mummification. So you say you've been collecting all this information for about 20 years. What, what's, what began that journey? What, what made you like want to collect all this information and to write this book? Um, I'm a Libra. I hate bullshitters. <laughs> And I had a son and trying to figure out his future and um, was playing Wall Street. And then um, I got the, somebody sent me the video uh, Press for Truth about 9-11. And that was in 2005, I think. And then the next one, um, uh, Loose Change, about 9-11. So that's when I started really looking into stuff. And then um, I started writing and sending emails. And then my friend shamed me into a website, Taboo Blog. And then I started doing, and then I found out about Flat Earth in uh, 2014 uh, when Dubay came out with his book. And then I had my first Flat Earth website by January and my <laughs> first YouTube by um, 2015. So I was right there when Flat Earth took off. And nobody had heard of the words. You had to explain to one of you. You have to explain to everybody what heliocentric theory is before you get into geocentric. So all of that has just led me to, to on this truth journey to then I started writing books. A fortune teller told me I was going to write books and she was right, you know, and just become a medium and a, and a vocal uh, spokesperson for what I've learned and what I can share with. That's not generally. And you'll see that even though I had 300, 400,000 on my YouTube channels and stuff, you don't see me on all their talk shows. You don't see me being brought into you know, the flat earth conversations that are invited to any conferences. 
when I went to the Flat Earth Conference, I had to show my own books, sit outside, because it was all run by the Christians. And I was ripping the Christians about the gospel being a, a King James version, the Bible being written by a king who also wrote the book, Demonology. Did you know that King James wrote the book on demonology too? I didn't know that either. Oh, and it has the Freemason edited by the Jesuits was the last book, God's Spell. So, but if you read the, you know, Anunnaki, if you read the um, Dead Sea Scrolls and the, all the Ethiopian Bible, and these other ones have richness that tells a much bigger story. And that's why I think they get a lot of Christians is thinking this is just one and done, mm -hmm. where the satanic elements are known our souls are never go, die, never will. So they don't want to they don't want to deal with us coming back and fighting them again. So that's why they're trying to take us out with vaccines now and with denying knowledge and then making disinformation, misinformation, a truth thing. The, yeah. the thing to be really concerned about is how they lined up after Alex Jones, total shill, um, was uh, was a fine a billion dollars for the false Sandy Hook, though he never called a witness. Yeah. Notice that. Right. Andrew Jones, Sandy Hooks, nothing happened, got to find a billion as lawyers, never called a witness to see where the family lineage from, never called a witness to bring in Walter Habag, who was a security expert who went over the whole thing and showed the school wasn't even open, and the school hadn't been open since 2005. Oh, by the way, I could be fined a billion dollars for saying that right now. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, this is going to work. You're not going to want to be on this medium anymore. Because all of us are not going to know what the fuck to say. They're letting us censor ourselves, which is a classic. What was the first thing that COVID did when they rolled it out, Mikey? What was the first thing they made us do? After Go saying, online. Wipe our asses. Worry about wiping our asses. And we did that all to ourselves. And they made seed, saving seeds non-essential, and they told you they didn't have change. That's the will. That's the free will. That's why they let everybody get vaccinated, because now we know who the wussies are. Now we know who we own. Now we know who won't question everything. So here, now we know if we reincarnate, we got your asses. The ones that didn't, they call the righteous ones. Mm -hmm. And the righteous ones are those of us who have said, you know, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to stay healthy and see what happens. And those of us now, two years on, proven right, we're going to be attacked because we know who they're, they know now who they're going to face. Do you remember the Occupy movement of 2011? Yeah, I was a part of it. Really? What happened? How did it end? What happened? Why did it stop? They just One stopped week. showing it on television. It was over in a week. Yeah. I was delivering food down to Santa Rosa and started a library there and was over there as farmers and yay, 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 you know, and marching around with my question vaccine signs with my four or five-year-old son. And, and then in one week, the whole Occupy movement was over. Yeah, because they were, they were interviewing a bunch of homeless people. They had no idea what was going on. So it made everyone look. Why did they allow us to do it? What was that all about? It was data collecting information for those who are going to come out of the closet. We want to find out who they are. Mm -hmm. Now, remember the 60 Minutes, how it all started with the uh, Arab Spring? Remember how Egypt rioted? And remember yeah, how yeah. Laura Logan got, quote, attacked and raped by the mad Egyptians that were rioting? And then she came back on the 60 Minutes show Three months later, after she was attacked, it was the highest rated 60 Minutes show. And they cut in to say, Obama bin Laden's been caught and he's dumped <laughs> over the ocean per Islamic law. Yeah. Okay, back to our show. Laura, you were raped? Well, what they did is they sprayed the option crimson over the Egyptians and they got all wild and they went them crazy. And then they used the 60 Minutes show to do the Islamic. It's all theater. Yeah. That's how they play everybody. And everybody watches TV or, you know, reads the paper. Now the screen 
And that's where they get their news without any investigation. And now, like I said, they're saying like, to finish this thing on Chernobyl, they're telling everybody now, if you look it up, that uranium-235 and plutonium don't cause long-term effects to the environment. You can actually clean it up with a bucket and a schwa and a, and a mop. <laughs> Say fucking what? Yeah. Oh, it's still going to cause cancer years on to people. Yeah, it's still going to. But all this thing about the environment that we've worried about, right? That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. The change in the narrative. There's just one example of change in the narrative of um, our history or his story and her story mm -hmm. that's now coming to the forefront. So you want to look Tartaria? You want to wrap it up or what do you want to do? I think we're at a good point to wrap it up. I mean, I, I, I would love to have you on again and, and talk more, you know, another time. Okay, let me just show this. When I, I showed this image earlier so people see. This is how they used to load the blimps. And the Hindenburg was the great event to get rid of all the blimps. But here's the buildings they load in, they just refuel it. And that's yeah. what planes fly in. They fly in with helium. They're just using nature's elements. And the thing, they use water. They can navigate anywhere. They didn't want to harm Earth. They never took anything more than Earth than they needed. So that's why they used blimps. They didn't need roadways. They didn't need all this. It was all benevolent and kind to Earth, reverence for Earth, reverence for Mother mother nature and stuff. And so that's where we got to get back to Mikey is back to the lands, back to nature, nurture, back to respecting. Look at this. Anybody run on comp compressed air power trains mm -hmm. years ago, run on what air you mm -hmm. have to dig any wells. Do you have to kill any dinosaurs? Here's all the compressed air stations and check this out. You want to buy a compressed air car in 1895, 1898 horse and buggy safest mm -hmm. car in the world. Five passengers runs on air. Yeah. Now, here's an ad. Oh, you're making this up. Can't be true. We had air. You could run on air. Hey, now we got lithium. Now we're taking apart, you know. So anyway, last thing is this: these andirons and these huge cathedrals. How they heated them was they had the red bricks, and then they just used the vents and these andirons uh, mechanically to create energy charges. If they wanted to create more heat, they'd bring these andirons wherever they wanted because it was conducive to the bricks in the building to, to heat it up however they wanted. Were those andirons so, made out of radium? Yes, you're smart. There you go. So that's what they didn't have, never burnt anything. There's never burnt fireplaces in any of these massive, massive buildings. Again, technology. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. So anyway, so we could go on for days, maybe we can do another chapter <laughs> on all the elegant designs and the beauty. But this was created in their mind's eye. I want to create this and they'd sing it into creation. There would be a beautiful gas lamp and I want to create robots and, you know, things like that. And then, and then the Spanish got a hold of it and the giants will get into, and the Spanish got a hold of all the technology and turned it to the, to the, to their own ways, dominance and superiority over all the controllers. And that's what their do what thou wilts is. And we can finish on that is why are they doing this? It's because the do what thou wilt. And if I'm a spirit being in the human flesh and I can get away with anything, well, I'm going to get away with whatever I can. It's yeah. party time because I'm in the densest form of God's creation and I'm down here and here. So their attitude is if I can get away with it and you can't stop me, I'm going to tell you. That's what I got to tell you. But if you, you know, it's up to you, but I can do whatever I want. And if you're too stupid to figure it out, yeah. that's on you. And that's how they think in Wall Street, folks. I, it's called collateral damage to the environment, to whatever. They always have their euphemisms for destroying the environment or destroying another business or destroying somebody else. It was all about if you can get away with it. And there's another thing they told me in business when I first started. When I first started on Wall Street, my first week there, the head trader took me up to the seventh floor of New York Stock Exchange. Son, I'm going to teach you what you need to know about Wall Street. You know, they're professional drinkers. Mm -hmm. 
You're going to be at the table or you're going to be on the table. Do it while you still got a choice because you either pray or you better pray, son. Got to go. Bye. Yeah. It was ruthless. It was what you can get away with. And you don't ask permission. You ask forgiveness. You don't follow the regulators. That's for the little people. You ask permission, forgiveness when you get caught. And that's why in Wall Street, no one's ever gone to jail for all the all the drugs they've given and killed people for the five billion paid for vaccine. No one's ever gone to jail. Ever. That, that one person because he turned himself in. They got a lone guy they'll bring up every now and then for, you know, the killing a candidate, whatever you want to say. It's all planned by a big cabal that no one's ever heard of behind the scenes. So our answer is to drill our own wells, to get our own water supplies, to get our own community. Wherever we live, find your tribe and find like-minded truthers because when the stuff goes down, it's just another warning here because I'm going to do a show again, is they have in the vaccines called magnetospike proteins run on magnets. They also have graphene oxide acids. In every test kit up the nose, there's a million nanobots. I worked on the technology. The AI technology they're putting in there is called, one of them is called the Marburg virus. And you remember the second vaccine that came out had to be frozen at minus 70 degrees? That's because, I, of, remember that? Yeah, I, I, I didn't hear that. Well, the reason was because they had payload in it. And so you freeze the payload and then when it warms up, it opens up and delivers it. So they have a specific payload they wanted in. Everything has a specific AI reason connected to 5G. But what you need to be aware of now that they've conquered and divided the world, first time it's ever happened in the world, that everybody's been on the same page. COVID, everybody knows the word. Everybody in the world knows that word now. Yeah. Divided the country into people getting shot. Weapon is a shot. You shoot a weapon. And not one person asked what was in it before they got the shot. Not well, one yeah, person. The, the inserts were completely blank. Doesn't matter. They didn't say, what are you putting in me? They'll read the label on a piece of bread. They'll go to the store and read the can, what's in it. But that's how well they mind controlled everybody. I don't care if you took it or not, folks. You did not ask what was in that thing. And if yeah. you had and done a little research, you would have went, oh, my God, why are they doing this? And then you would have been on your own way to investigation rather than just pure trust. And that's where the self-autodidactic people broke away. And they did their own research. And then they found Flat Earth. Then they found Tartarians. Then they found this guy named Jamie Lee is crazy. You know, and, and so that opens our minds to a higher spiritual value. Now we're fighting some serious mofos. They're trying to kill the world's population. And they're going after the children by doing it. But these boosters they're putting out aren't even approved. And they're giving them to children already. Yeah. The testing kits that are going in, look up the company Ginkgo Bioworks, symbol DNA, a synthetic organism company. And the synthetic organism company is the testing kits going in the schools, which are synthetic organisms, AI. And they're put, so just again, do your homework, folks, not just truth on flat earth, not just Tartarian, but they are, we are at war, and this is a mind war. And then preservation and steward and then guts people like yourself, Mikey, and speaking out and then sharing the truth, you know, sharing a possible truths, you know, that others can open their minds to is just, I honor guys like you doing it. So thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on here. I mean, what a great way to end the show. I mean, <clears throat> so much information, so much to look into and, and, and someone watching doesn't know hardly anything. I mean, I, I'm still learning. So I mean, yeah. this conversation is amazing. His book, your book is amazing. And uh, it's just so, so how, much how are minds like parachutes? This is an early one that got me. How are minds like parachutes? Yeah. They work best when fully deployed. 
Yep. So you can erase your mind and start over. Like I didn't do well in school, so I got to start over. And I never believed my own shit, so I got to start over. <laughs> and just started beating and trying everything I can to learn. And now I got thousands of books and I, I share my knowledge. And now I can read a tape because that's what I did in Wall Street. So I was given this gift to speak the truth. So it fit my Libra. And just always remember the peanut shell. Confucius <laughs> said, never see again. Never see before. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> so again we're humbled you know and in that humbled state but we're also the seeds that are breaking the wind we're the vessel that's allowing us to sail behind us we're the truth tellers the sharers of knowledge that are getting destroyed as we speak covid in the minds of the future in 10 years will never have existed yeah it, it, everybody's minds completely in the cloud in this blockchain world which we may get into another time but that's what's understanding. They're getting rid of governments in the world and putting everything in the blockchain, along with your bank account, the banks, corporations are all going to be in the cloud. Just like in Facebook, there's no one to talk to at Facebook. No. Right? No one to talk to at Ubu. So that's what they're going to do with all our banking system, our credit systems and everything. It's contracts, everything going to be in blockchain. So do your homework, not just Bitcoin, but blockchain. So anyway, thank you, Mikey. All right. Thank you. Uh, and where can people find your, your book or did you have a website? Yeah, I've got, um, I can bring it up here real quick. Um, I've got a plain truth. I think I've been to your website. It's, it's been a while. Um, yeah, I'll bring up my. You have like a little forum on there where people argue. <laughs> you know, I, oh, I just, yeah. get so this is, this I've had for one of my longest ones. This is one of them. So here's my 11 free books here. So just go to here, A Plain Truth. And I haven't cleaned this up up here, but this is my original. I have a flat earth forum we used to talk about. Um, these are the memes. You know, I don't know what's relevant here anymore. But this will give you just a good overall intro. Just go into why the doubt that it's truly a sphere. And then here's my 11 books. Um, and these are free and you can buy them from me. I'll give you a discount from Amazon so we don't have to support them. But this one's really good to get into just getting started. And all the critical subjects, some of that I covered tonight, geoengineering, what they're doing in the skies, it's, it's modifying, it's artificial synthetic biology as well in the skies. It's not just in the testing for the children. This is what I talked about, Queen Khalifi in the island of California. That's another book. Here's the island of California about the genocide, the 1848 to 1850. Um, this is my book on biomag healing. It's a positive about what we all can do using energy healing and magnets. Here's my Tartarian book we've been talking about, geoengineering again. And then this Paradise Lost, I was telling you about the fires up there. There's, look at this Malibu. What is burning? They don't have any trees in Malibu. What is burning? Look at how small the people are compared to the event, you know. And then Flat Earth. Um, that was my first book, second book out. And History of Marin County, where I grew up here. And this Mendocino County, where I live now. And look at, look at this insane asylum, Mikey. In 1869, and population 500, they've got this big insane asylum. This is where they hit all the Tartarians. Right. In the Tartarian. So anyway, and here's my websites over here, vaccine info, taboo blog, biomag healer, and then over on this. So just go to a plain truth info and you'll see all the information there. Awesome. Well, that was a lot of information. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you again and, and talk about your new book some more. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and I'd love to hear any comments. Anybody want to comment or question, let me hit me up. Cool. I'll let you know when the when the video comes out, and uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch. Sounds great. All right, thank you. All right, you have a good evening. You too. Take care, Mikey. Take care.
And there you have it. Thank you for watching. And a big thank you to James W. Lee for coming on the show. Uh, be sure to visit his website. Uh, I posted the links below so uh, you can find them easily. There, there was just so much information to ponder and consider from this interview. I mean, he said so many things. Uh, I don't know where you stand personally. Like I said at the, at the beginning, I like to keep an open mind. Unless I think someone is just blatantly lying. I mean, I, I just wouldn't have them on the show. So that there is a lot of truth in what he's saying. And I will hear, hear someone out that has good information. Um, you know, some of us uh, dig a little deeper than others and some uncover things that contradict what someone else originally stated. But that's what this community is about. It's about un uncovering truth. I mean, if we didn't do any kind of investigation and we didn't question each other, we wouldn't find anything out. We wouldn't have any new information to share with each other. And, and some information is way harder to swallow and raises more questions than it gives answers. And uh, since doing this interview uh, with Mr. Lee, I've uncovered some knowledge about star forts. And we could be completely wrong about these forts being energy centers, and they might have been more uh, of a modernized version of castles, and they were, uh, you know, continued to be used as their strategic military bases. Uh, there's a lot of evidence evidence to support this theory too. It's it's not just you know, conjecture. Now the 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 star forts being used as energy centers, well, we really don't know. I mean, if they were used that for this reason, then it's possible that these capacitors were removed at some point uh, we really don't know and that's why i like to keep an open mind and i i try to have a, a tendency of not getting stuck on one mindset one mindset uh, because we often find new information as we you know as the weeks progress i mean stuff changes so rapidly i do think this stuff is you know put in our faces to discredit the, the truth community and and i feel like when we have these these shows or make these statements and then they kind of like you know maybe the information was always there and we just you know maybe the archives were released later on just to discredit i mean that that is very possible which is why when we're researching stuff you know we need to be more diligent and and before we make these bold claims and state these things as fact because you know we really don't know all the answers but that's that's just you know how things go and, and information just isn't you know like in our faces because a lot of stuff is really is hidden from us um this isn't a dig on mr lee himself i i think james's research is extremely valuable and I, I, and he does offer a lot of good information um especially for myself as as a writer i i've, I've had to you know, take a second look at my own research and it's forced me to be more open-minded and look at things from a critical eye. Uh, it's, you know, it's created for me, uh, you know, an open door because uh, all this information is good. I, I don't want to just publish, you know, a flawed book full of speculation. I, I do want to pull, uh, publish this book and I want it to be something I can be proud of and that my family can be proud of my colleagues can look at the book and be like you know i want them to really question the narrative they've been told because you know our history has been riddled with lies and deceptions and they need to be aware like stop watching your tv and stop believing everything that you hear from npr because they aren't there to give to give you truth they're they're being paid to tell you a a story 
that you're supposed to believe without question. And we've been, you know, we need to be aware of this. And uh, so I, I want you to like have a, a different perspective and see things because I, I used to be in the same, you know, the, the same boat as everyone else. I mean, I, I was walking through life just being manipulated and it took a long time for me to wake up. I mean, some people wake up sooner than others. And I, I was kind of like a late bloomer. And, you know, part of me is like ashamed of it, but then I'm glad I found out at all, you know, because the, the deception is so, so well done, you know, but anyway, that's all I have for you today. Uh, we have some great interviews coming your way. And if you want to support the show, please join my Patreon. It's only $3 a month. And uh, if you want to be a guest or you have a question, please hit me up at info at kgup1065.com or you can visit me at www.kgup1065.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram at kgupfm. Uh, I don't post a lot because I'm just not a big fan of... Uh, social media um i'm mostly on um telegram you know i check it quite often and uh, all those links are below in the, in the description so i um, hope you join and uh i don't i don't promote it that much so there's not very many people on my patreon i like this like it to keep it that way and uh and uh we'll see you at the next show until next time this is mikey J. am out <laughs>